rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right. Normal people, welcome. Welcome all normal people, except, well, no Republicans, in other words. We like, we like to keep this between the family. We don't need any, any abnormal freaks, narcissists, sociopaths, ghouls, greed-centered, ghosts of the Gilded Age. None, none of you. None of you freaks. All, your, all the sycophants, all the morons who praise and admire a dictator-envying con man who received fewer votes. Who is also destroying the country? We none of we don't need you guys. So just normal people. That doesn't necessarily mean you're a Democrat, as long as you're normal. Sort of like what, <clears throat> excuse me, what um, Teddy Roosevelt said to F- Franklin Roosevelt when FDR told him that he was going to run as a Democrat, and and Teddy Roosevelt said, as long. As you are a progressive, that was the Republican saying that to a, a Democrat. It didn't matter if you're a Democrat or a Republican. I know you will be a progressive. So and that's what what matters most because it really is about progressivism and conservatism. It's about being normal and abnormal. And, um, yeah, I make the case here every, usually every Saturday evening, we come together and on the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels at 6 p.m. Eastern. And the show is replayed on Progressive Voices starting Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern. And then I'll do the weekday shows when I have the time or when I need the mental and emotional Healing, and here comes Tara Jr. Jr. As if on cue, here he comes. I don't know why he he comes over when uh, I start the show. He has he's laying over there sleeping, and then I guess he sees me starting to talk. He probably is wondering what's going on, so he has to come over. He was he was perfectly fine asleep. See, <laughs> he was just out like a lamp. Like a lamp, a light, or whatever you call it. Yes. All right. Hi, haiku. Yes. Thank you for showing up. When you get the notifications, it's sort of like, all right, show's on. Thank you for, because we do have a dedicated core support of Tarabuster, OG, the OG Tarabusters. Emotional support. That's right. I need Tara Jr. Jr. As emotional support, we all need emotional support. What's going on in this country? And uh, I feel we do have, there is hope. See, it's like hitting bottom as an addict. There's, I mean, sometimes people hit bottom and, you know, they don't make it, right? But other times, if you're blessed, you can turn that your your disasters into your fortune into the greatest fortune that you can and i mean metaphorically not necessarily literal fortune but where you where you you build a, an incredible life from that the from the 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 ashes and 
I, I hope that we as a nation choose to do that, to take this warning sign. It's not just a warning sign. It's not a sign. It's uh, this actual hitting bottom. And transform it into the kind of democracy that w- is the envy of the rest of the, of the world, where other nations look at us and say, that's what I want to be like. All right, sit down. Right? Now, who, who's, who's saying that now? Who says that about the United States? Not, not a single country. When, when people are, when, as far as I know, now that I'm saying this, when other countries are writing their constitutions, they're not looking at the United States as a model. This, they're looking at us like, what? God damn it. I mean, why would you? You would you want to emulate this, this effing country? Not anymore. That's the truth. They don't. They don't use us as a frame. I was just. Re- I'm just saying that because I don't have any. The I remember reading something about that, that other nations. Now that I'm saying that, I should probably look it up. But this is why I need uh, Patreon support because maybe one day we'll have somebody who can look that shit up instead of me. <laughs> doing it all uh, or the cat cat really really can't do it so uh, yeah but I remember reading something that when countries are writing their their constitution let's see let's see constitution uh, countries look to America let's see what comes up This is why Tarabusta Weekday is uh, kind of a loosey-goosey affair. Let me see. Countries. Mm-hmm-hmm. Hold on. I have other things I want to talk about. Countries not. And worldwide influence. Why our constitution fails in other countries? I'm, I'm just looking at what comes up when I search for countries not looking to America for what they're doing is they're I, I think we're really only a one or two countries on earth that are actually more like us as far as more most countries have in the democratic sphere have a have a parliamentary model which is probably what we should have frankly because then we wouldn't have to put up with this shit and they, you know, you can have, instead of having this two-party bullshit system, you can have, you, you can have your fascists. Like, at least in other countries, in the parliamentary system, the fascists have the, the guts to stand up and say, I'm a fascist. Instead of here, they just say, I'm a Tea Party Republican. Or a Republican. What's the difference nowadays? They're all on the board. On board the, the, the Twitler train. To nowhere. To hell. <laughs> Jim, oh my God, I just popped over to the chat to see who was coming in. And there's Jim with a, with a super chat. Of course. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Jim. Everybody should be like Jim. <laughs> just kidding. But thank you for hanging out. And always for being so generous. And supportive. That says, that's great. I made the right choice. Because I was thinking, I was kind of depressed today. 
just thinking about everything. It is scary living here. And I said, I got to I got to get on the Terror Buster and and hang out with the with the with the crew, man, because I'm pissed. It's I guess depression really is anger. That's what it it's they they walk a fine line. And Patricia, hello. Thank you for the super chat. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Ed and Jim and Haiku, Patricia. Who else did I miss? Cheyenne. Hello, Hi-Fi guy. You guys are great. Yeah, we got a... The, the good news today was waking up and hearing that Bernie had a gigantic contribution haul and not a single dollar from the from banksters or billionaires not like Buttigieg okay you know what before I get into because I wanted to talk about Eddie Gallagher that scumbag disgrace to the uniform and that American flag patch that he wears he wore on his shoulder what a grifter another fucking grifter right that's who these Republicans are. They turn America into a, like a whore. Go out and peddle for the, their scam for them. They, they, don't, they wear, it's like they wear the, uh, the uniform like a hooker wears high, high heel shoes. Just whatever. Now, Eddie Gallagher, he's a, um, he's a, he, he's a hero to the right wing. But I'll get, I'll get into that in a second. But... The because I want to talk about Bernie and Buttigieg. Bernie, I don't know if you guys saw this. Buttigieg, okay, he did. He he has a lot of donations as well. But Bernie, he really knocked it out of the park, and that goes to show you just how much this country is longing for someone who. It's I know that it's not about him. It's about us, but it's about somebody who has the courage of his convictions. And has the courage to fight for these convictions. Who's oh, and the history of doing it? Buttigieg, because he was getting hammered for uh, for all his uh, for meeting, shaking the money tree in the wine cave. He had a contest for the the lowest contribution. I don't know if you guys saw that. That I mean, talk about a. A disingenuous grift. I mean, I'm just about to go into how Republicans are like that. But he's a Republican. What do I know? You know? What's the difference? If Because you have a D after your name? If you argue with Republican talking points using Republic, uh, for Republican policies, using Republican talking points, are you a Republican? Even though you have a D after your name? Because we don't need a Democrat like that. In fact, he would do us a favor... Buttigieg, if he ran as a Republican, peel off some of those Twitler votes. I know that the Democrats, these these goddamn DLC Democrats, are that's their plan to unify the country. They're going to run as Republicans. They have no plan to actually unify the country by having universal health care, universal higher education. You know, leaving no one behind. They want to pretend. That we're unified by having a, a uh, Republican policies, by peddling Republican policies. That's somehow going to bring the country together. Are you serious? 
Yes, they are serious because it's sort of like being in denial, not doing anything but doing the thing that you actually need to do to fix the problem, making bargains with the elite, but, uh, just a little, little trickle, trickle a little bit on the dumbasses, a little bit more, a, a little bread and circus on these dupes, and they could keep the grift going for, uh, for another generation. How many people have to die, though, right? In the meantime, as the grand experiment in liberal democracy circles the drain. Ugh. Tara Jr.'s looking at me like... Yeah, uh, Buttigieg campaign introduces contests for lowest donation. Give me a break. Do, don't they, do they think we're assholes? Do they think we're stupid? That goes to show you, no, no, we're not stupid, but that goes to show you what he thinks of the people donating to him. What, oh, the, how stupid are we? Yes, we understand that if you have a lot of billionaire donors and then somebody comes in with a one penny donation, that kind of evens out the averages. That makes you look a little bit more egalitarian. Talk about a, a, a con. Pete Buttigieg's presidential campaign announced a new contest to drum up fundraising. Who can give the Democratic candidate the lowest contribution? Are you serious? Oh, yeah, that's a real effective way to, to, to fund your campaign. I just want the lowest contribution to, a, to average out our gigantic donors that I had, you know, in the wine can. I was going to say something sexual, but I decided against it. <sighs> in an email to supporters on Tuesday, Buttigieg's campaign wrote that the donor who contributes the lowest amount in the hours ahead, what are you, what the hell? One penny? Wh who's the lowest amount what does this mean except he wants, he wants to be able to get up on the stage with Bernie and say, well, my average donation is, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's going to be, it's just a joke. And these, this is the problem. We're, we are in trouble. Will we, do we, do, will we have the courage to do what needs to be done? In the in the face of the corporate elite and everything that stands against us, like the like the Twitlers, like the morons, like the Republicans who admire a con man and a war criminal, fucking ridiculous. But this is what I think: if the if the DNC really cared about the the future of this country and the democracy then they would, they would encourage Pete Buttigieg to run as a Republican. Go, go for it. What is the difference between he, is a, he really is a rational Republican? That's the way the Republicans used to be. You know, Medicare for all who want it. Things like that. You have the choice. I trust your family to choose the best health care for you. And arguing like, hey, we can't undo 
the health insurance racket because people who work for the health insurance racket will lose their jobs. That's his, uh, his other argument. These are all Republican arguments, which mean bullshit. They're nothing but bullshit that keeps the American people in their place, down, divided, in the low, it, uh, never having a chance anymore to have the standard of living that our grandparents thought was their birthright. Give me a break here. <clears throat> Some Twitter users pointed out that the, that the effect of the contest would be to lower the South Bend, Indiana mayor's average donation amount. Of course it is. Some idiot, some, some disingenuous political hack came up with that plan around their whatever in their morning meeting, and they all thought it was brilliant. That's how, you know, instead of really going out there and having policies that might generate enough interest so you will get a lot of low uh, donations, like Bernie, over 5 million individual donations, which is a well you can go back to again and again and again, unlike your billionaire benefactors. And instead of doing that, he, they decide, oh, let's just have this, this, this hack. Let's just rig it. Let's make it seem like we are uh, generating egalitarian interests. Is there anything that defines the DLC Democratic Party more than that, really? The illusion of populism when it's nothing but a, a grift to protect your big money donors. Jesus Christ. <sighs> All you have to do is donate the smallest amount. Multiple donations are allowed. Just be creative. Pick a unique donation amount and you could win. What are you going to win? Anyway, because when you win in this game, you lose. A penny? I, I donate a penny. Do I win this uh, income disparity and upward immobility for the rest of my effing life? Because that's, that's really what you win. Winning this game means losing. Pete for America, innovation team out there, working hard on Christmas Eve, coming up with gimmicks. Oh, wait, sorry. I shouldn't be using that voice. Because <laughs> that's somebody who's... I thought that was the, uh, the... I thought that was Pete. Pete's team talking. No, it was a normal person talking, pointing out. Pete for America, innovation team out there working hard on Christmas Eve, coming up with gimmicks to lower his average donation amount. Funny stuff, wrote Tim Tag Tagaris, a senior advisor for the Sanders campaign. For normal people. Excuse me, I am sorry, Tim. I didn't mean to make a joke of your voice. I was trying to mock the dumb bastards at the Pete for fucking president. Pete Buttigieg for president campaign. I mean, that's a joke in itself. You're the goddamn mayor of an Indiana town. So what? I, I, I really don't like him. I'm sorry. As you know, people are like, oh, we have to vote for the Democrat. Of course I will. I, he's not going to be the nominee. Maybe he will. I don't know, actually, now that I'm saying... Because I'm wondering, I wonder, will the DLC Democratic Party that is so wedded 
to this upward immobility and they 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 are part of the problem that created the the groundwork they laid the groundwork they helped the republicans lay the groundwork for twitler will they be so anti new deal anti fdr democratic party that they would actually push Pete Buttigieg over a Sanders, a Bernie Sanders, if it came down to it? I wonder. Right? <sighs> anyway, I don't know. But they, look at it, look at it, man. It's like he's, in, in, without all of the corporate media propping him up, look at the, the, the response Bernie gets constantly, all the time. If they only treated him at, like they treated Hillary Clinton or Trump, for that matter, giving him a, all that airtime constantly. Could you imagine if they covered Bernie the same way they covered Trump, incessantly? Oh, they, they only cover him now because he's the president. Well, he wasn't the president before, and... The, the billion dollars in free advertising that they gave him while they had a literal Bernie blackout. And the only time they would mention him is to say how much he had no chance. Well, you know what? As FDR said, judge me by my enemies. So, really. Other people, will we, I mean, will we have the, um, as much respect for ourselves uh, do we have enough respect for ourselves to have a candidate who actually will fight to f- to to rebuild the the American middle class? That's what it's. I I look at it like it's like how much do you gotta hate yourself to to continuously vote for you know the same shit? And and that's not really our fault either because now. It's always been a choice between this change and that change. And that's why people go back and forth. I mean, I've always been a Democrat, but that they have been wooing us constantly with this, with the, this lullaby of change. Change we can believe in. Change, real change. Change. But it's always change, right? But as we're, we're going lower and lower and, and things are getting harder and harder and the rich are getting richer and richer while the American working class is now the working poor. So, we're, but people have been voting for change over and again, over and over and over. And we've honestly, constantly been let down. That's why they went for Twitler. A lot of people went for Twitler because they wanted to, I mean, we know they're racist or whatever. They wanted to throw a Molotov cocktail into the entire shebang. But, yes, there's a lot of racism there, too, of course. But it's not, that wasn't the only factor. Given the choice between Bernie and Twitler, we would, we would already have a President Sanders. There's no doubt in my mind. But there you go. What are you going to do? Let me see. Is anybody still here? <laughs> Is there anybody out there? Oh, my God. Thank you, Mark. Hello. Yes. Is there anybody out there? Yes. There are many people out there. Thank you, Mark. Andrea. 
Stephanie, I'm just saying hello to everybody. Hmm. It would be good if Pete Buttigieg would run against Twitler in the primary. Wouldn't that be good? He should. Why don't? Why not? You want to help this country? Do that. But honestly, my feeling, and I said this on the other on the show, the the on the New Year's Eve show, I I be, I feel like he's just a phony, and he wore the uniform of this country because he, it was a box he can tick, in his political aspirations, that's it. So, I some people do that. He he strikes me as that. Not that I know. I don't know for a fact. I'm not that easily impressed with people like who can. What is he doing? He he speaks well. Okay, who cares? I don't know. He's a gay dude. Is and I hate that whole thing. I'm gay dude. I'm with the gay dude. Somebody was pushing this hashtag. I'm with. Let me see. The, gay dude cuz i saw this this twitter account that literally had i i it really smells of a fake account though it's this maria the, the hashtag mf pete supporter dream wrecker 16 it's at dream wrecker 16 this has fake account written all over it but i can't hardly tell but this person has pinned to the top of their page what I, a, a Pete Buttigieg quote. What I do know is there are some voices in the Democratic primary right now who are calling for a policy that would eliminate the job of every single American worker at, the, at every single insurance company. That's a meme that this person pinned to the top of their page. What I do know is there are some voices in the Democratic primary right now who are calling for a policy that would eliminate the job of every single American working at every single insurance company. So fucking what? When is the... That... that, that oh my God, my head. That is such a Republican talking point, it's not even funny. When do we ever care about the jobs of the American people? Only when some some big oil, be, you know, asshole wants to keep us stuck. And this, and in this instance, when they say, oh, well, somebody's going to lose their job at the insurance company. Well, there'll be other insurance companies. Go get a job at Medicare for all. You know what I mean? This is progress. We don't, so we have to continue to go bankrupt or needlessly die because um, Anne um, needs her job at the call center. I'm sorry if you work at an insurance racket. It's, hello? What are you going to do? So we should die. So that's the way it is. I guess that's how they... They leave no one behind in the DLC Democratic Party or the Republican Party. They just say, oh, you know, we, we sacrifice our lives for the few at, at the insurance industry, in the insurance company. Well, if the insurance company was actually doing something worthy, then nobody would be calling for it to be eliminated. For, but there is no reason to have an insurance racket, a health insurance racket. 
It is the most abhorrent and immoral racket on the face of the earth. Well, there are many others. Many. It's, it, it's up there. It's up there. It really is. Because what is the purpose of a health insurance racket? But to deny care. That's all they do. They don't give health care. People don't want to lose their health care, that's for sure. But they don't give a shit about their private insurance. Please. Private insurance. Private insurance. Everybody wants... This is... Uh, I mean, I talk about this all the time, but it comes up. And I'm very passionate about it because I think it's disgusting that we're the only country in the modern whatever world... In the decent world, I don't know, decent, whatever. How many countries? Every fucking country can do it, but us? That's why I'm so sick of it. I'm sick of Joe Biden saying, get up. Get up, everybody. You can do it. We can do it. Except that. He's yelling at us constantly. Get up. Get up, everyone. But don't do that. Don't get up for that. Please. Fucking Pete Buttigieg. (sighs) <sighs> another Republican running as a Democrat. Because you have a because you have a D after your name, that should there should be some standards. You know what I mean? Just like in the military when you wear the uniform, not everybody gets to wear it. You know what I mean? There there has to be some standards. Which is a good segue because I wanted to talk about the fucking filthy, disgusting Republicans and their venerating a war criminal. Now, it's the the narcissist and the war criminal and the psychopathic war criminal got together over the holidays on New Year's Eve. It's like a... It's like a buddy movie from hell. But Republicans call that their winning team. This guy, he wants to... He said that he's open to... Um, going on tour with Twitler, campaigning with Twitler, and this guy, Eddie Gallagher, Navy SEALs. Uh, there's a new movie coming out. It's not a movie. It's a TV show on FX and Hulu about Eddie Gallagher. The, his team, um, SEAL Team 7, that they, in the culture of, not that I would know, I'm not a fucking Navy SEAL, never would be, never could be, but so, but they don't often go and blow the whistle on their own, especially their chief. But the entire SEAL Team 7 testified against Gallagher uh, and blew the whistle on him because calling him a psychopath, calling him evil. But Gallagher's just, he's saying now that everybody's lying. They're all lying, you see, because it will all come out that they acted cowardly, that the the entire unit of SEALs, the training that went in, the hours of the long sacrifices that all these men put in to be a member of SEAL Team 7, what a coincidence, the entire effing SEAL team is a bunch of cowards except Gallagher. Isn't that amazing? No, all, nowhere all, uh, in any of the training exercises were any of their cowardice exposed until they all got together and turned on Gallagher, the only poor, poor victim of the bunch. 
It's unreal. And of course, Twitler would invite him to Mar-a-Lago. And, and Eddie Gallagher has uh, on his... He's, he's a grifter. Okay, let me just get... For guys, for you guys who don't know all about it, <sighs> let me ex- just breathe a little bit. Navy SEALs, this is from the Los Angeles Times, and from my birthday, December 27th. Navy SEALs, who were never called to testify in war crimes trial of Chief Petty Officer Edward Gallagher told naval criminal investigators about behavior they witnessed, including the alleged stabbing of wounded Islamic State fighter that led to murder charges against Gallagher. The two SEALs were granted immunity to testify in the trial last summer, but they were never called to the stand. Their interviews with criminal investigators will be available for streaming on Hulu, on The Weekly, quote, that's the name of the show, The Weekly, from the New York Times. It will be broadcast on FX on Sunday at 10 p.m. Good. Everybody should watch it, and so shall should all their friends, especially the, uh, the filthy, disgusting Republicans who they might have happen to know, even if that's your mama. <laughs> I'm sorry to call your mama filthy and disgusting, but, I mean, know them by the company they keep. I would say the same thing to my own mother if she if she ever voted for this fucker. But she, my mother's not. My mother's on the other side. So the Naval Criminal Investigative Service conducted the SEAL interviews more than a year before the San Diego court martial of Gallagher, who was charged and acquitted of several war crimes counts, including murder. One of those SEALs, Petty Officer Second Class Ivan Villanova, told investigators he witnessed the stabbing of a wounded Islamic State fighter that led to murder charges against Gallagher. I saw it happen, Villanova said during his interview. The Navy never explained why Villanova was not called to testify at Galva's court-martial and did not respond to inquiries. Let me just play, I, I captured this. This is the trailer for the 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 fx thing the fx show very good yeah which team are you assigned to right now team seven you're still team seven i'm at seal team seven the navy seals are probably the most elite commandos in the military why do you think you're here, first of all? What have you heard this is about? The prisoner issue? Okay. Reporting on the SEALs is extremely tough. So I'll have you tell me everything you know first. Okay, um, I'll, I brought my notes just because... There's a culture of being a silent professional. You don't talk about what you do. I walked over there to check it out, and then somebody told me, it's like, hey, grab your med bag. Did you actually see it happen? Yeah, I saw it happen. In the summer of 2019, we get leaked a trove of Navy materials that includes thousands of documents, helmet cam footage, photos, text messages, and all these confidential interviews with the SEALs. Stuff that no one has ever seen before. I kind of like heard more rumors and stuff like that of Eddie like targeting civilians. I saw Eddie take a shot at probably a 12 year old kid. What was Eddie's, no, he's a chief, but what was his official position? I mean, he was the platoon chief. This massive leak gives us insight into a very secretive brotherhood of commandos that otherwise 
we would never get to see. The guy got crazier and crazier. You could tell he was perfectly okay with killing anybody. I see Eddie playing over him with the knife. This is a case where some SEALs who are not supposed to take things outside the family turned in their own chief. The guy was toxic. We can't let this continue. It's up. You know, they're these guys who believe in doing good and had the courage to act. It's just that things didn't turn out how they thought. There were civilians everywhere. We have a problem. He's a psychopath. Hey. That's freaking evil, man. It's unbelievable. That That's an entire platoon of men who turned in their chief because he was a psychopath and endangering not only their platoon, but the, ever, the mission in, in itself, the entire mission of what we're supposed to be doing over there. We're not supposed to be over there indiscriminately killing people. We are supposed to have standards. That's the thing about wearing the uniform. It's, yeah, you're trained to kill, but the, you have something called the Geneva Conventions. But what would fucking Twitler know about that? What does, what does he know about good order and discipline? How do you turn your back on the entire platoon for the sake of one psychopath? Because it, got, it caught the attention of the conservative media, and he has to jerk the media off, you see. It doesn't matter who, who's, who gets hurt. It doesn't matter if the entire United States is disgraced. That's collateral damage. He, I, the, the, just think about now. What do, what do you think a platoon, if you have another asshole psychopath that's uh, at behaving in uh, an un, you know, uh, what do you, I mean, what's the word? And I, was, I don't even know what the word, behaving like a psychopath. And you turn them in and you're going to be called to the carpet by the, by the president of the fucking United States for being an honorable soldier. This is a dishonorable piece of shit. And he's showing it because... He is going out now. He, he's out there saying, what a victim he is. Wait until the truth comes out, he says. What fucking truth? They have, they have um, a, an entire platoon of witnesses to this. Various levels of his psychopathy. It's like, is that the word? Psychopathy? Psychopathy? But he's on... Now he's selling shirts on some conservative site. This is who they are. Do you understand? Now tell me again, Joe Biden, about the decent Republicans that you want to you want to become a you want one of them to be your running mate. Tell me. There's lots of decent Republicans out there. Show me. Tell me. Where? Where? The ones who praise Eddie Gallagher, the war criminal? They are a danger. Don't you see what's going on? This is not, it's not just about drinking liberal tears. He has fucked up the entire military. This draft-dodging coward. And how, did he, how does anybody, whoever wore the uniform or not, support him? 
for sticking his draft dodging, tax cheating nose in, into the, into something like this, where the platoon turns this fucking guy in, and the chain of command brings him up on court martial, and he is court martialed for it. He's and they, this is not the civilian court, so they're all a bunch of deep staters. How do you have discipline when you have this rogue, less votes receiving, dictator envying con man sticking his draft dodging nose into the affairs of something of a war crime and nullifying the the uh, the the dictates of the chain of command? This guy has what the fuck does he know? What does Twitler know about discipline? And honor, not not a not a single shred of honor in that entire DNA strand. They're a waste of human DNA. The Twitler strand, unbelievable. So here we go uh, from the New York Times. I better calm down. From the brig to Mar-a-Lago, former Navy SEAL capitalizes on his newfound fame. By Dave Phillips. After receiving presidential clemency, Eddie Gallagher has left the SEALs to become a pitchman and conservative activist. That's who they are. Tell me again, Joe Biden, about the decent Republicans. If You know who the decent Republicans are? They're called Pete Buttigieg, I guess. He's a decent Republican. Right? I mean, he wouldn't stick his his nose in the middle of a war crime trial and let the killer off scot-free and then invite him over for tea? I don't think he would do something like that. Conservative activist? He's a conservative activist. Oh, because they're so put upon by decency and democracy, you see. They are so picked on. They can't just run around indiscriminately murdering people without their fellow soldiers standing up and saying, um, excuse me, we have standards. Well, not anymore. Not when Republicans are concerned. They hate democracy. They hate decency. And here's today's Exhibit Z. That they're running around like Eddie Gallagher is... Um, is a victim. He's the victim here. You see, his entire platoon, the, the who turned him in and and witnessed his crimes, and by thereby putting the entire platoon in danger, and every American soldier and civilian whoever comes in contact with any of the the wherever you you can't walk around here in Europe or in Iraq or anywhere the fuck else you want to be without. Somebody hating your guts because of people like Eddie Gallagher, who proved them right, who proved they, they, uh, he's an incubator for terrorists, this fucking asshole. This is why there has to be decency. There has to be, there has to be justice. But when the so-called president of the United States steps in and says, hey, Ch- chum, you're with me. What does that say to the world? And to any budding terrorist coming up, they say, it says, I hate America. Look at America. Look how vile she is. They have the pictures of what Eddie Gallagher did. We have them. 
We've seen them. It's disgusting. This guy took the oath of reenlistment holding a corpse in front of the American flag. Now, that's something you venerate? That's something that they might as well just say, terrorists, sign up right here. He is a danger to America. He's a disgrace to America. And everybody who, who, who buys his bullshit, he's wearing salty frog gear. What is this shit? Since being acquitted this summer, Navy SEAL Chief Petty Officer, I mean, I guess he has to, he's calling him by his rank because fucking Twitler reinstated his rank, has been occupied with a variety of projects, including modeling his own clothing brand, the Salty Frog Gear. Oh, you son of a bitch. You see what I'm saying? <clears throat> I'm like, I'm, I'm, my uh, heart is pounding. I'm so angry. <sighs> this fucking bitch is wearing, he's, he's modeling his salty fro- frog gear. Stay salty, it says. What does that mean? Stay, stay psycho. Keep on murdering. Keep on stabbing. Stabbing wounded ISIS fighters. You know what would have been the best? Uh, what do you call it? Um, I don't know. What is it? A calling card? The 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 best commercial for the United States? If Eddie Gallagher treated that that fucking wounded ISIS fighter with dignity. And respect. I know that's oh liberal bleeding heart liberal. No, honey, because we we are fighting for more than that. Whatever. Yeah, we're fighting for an ideal here. We have to live up to standards. That's how you beat terrorism. You beat it with humanity. You don't prove them right. And George Washington knew the same. Right? Wait, let me see. Hold on. I need to breathe anyway. Hold on a second. Prisoners of War. No torture on my watch. This is from many, many articles have been written about this. Should any American soldier be so base and infamous as to injure any prisoner, I do most earnestly enjoin you to bring him to such severe and exemplary punishment as the enormity of the crime may require. Should it extend to death itself, it would not be disproportionate to its guilt at such time and in such a cause for such conduct, for, for, sorry, for by such conduct, They bring shame, disgrace, and ruin to themselves and their country. That's George Washington. Treat them with humanity and let them have no reason to complain of our copying the brutal example of the British Army in their treatment of our unfortunate brethren who have fallen into their hands. In all respects... The prisoners, well, this is uh, the writer, he wrote, in all respects, the prisoners were to be treated no worse than American soldiers, and in some respects, better. 
Through this approach, Washington sought to shame his British adversaries and to demonstrate the moral superiority of the American cause. Well, what have the Republicans demonstrated? What example have they shown the world with their not only sanctioning torture, spreading torture, but then inviting war criminals into your fucking private lair on New Year's and Eve? And only the, the scumbags of the earth will now be walking around with Eddie Gallagher's Stay Salty shirt. Salty? You scumbags, stay scummy. Stay slimy, more like it. But stay the fuck out of this country. How's that? How about that? You're unfit. As I always say, Republicans are unfit. They can't, they can't hold leadership positions because this is who they are. So his, the special, first, uh, special operator first class, Craig Miller, says, the guy is freaking evil of his platoon chief, Eddie Gallagher. You could tell he was perfectly okay with killing anybody that was moving. Special Operator First Class Corey Scott told the Naval Criminal Investigation Service. So, all of, they're all liars. They're all deep state liars, you see. The video interviews leaked to the Times along with the trove of Navy investigative materials include text messages come on the heels of Gallagher's case rising to national prominence. This is from the New York Times, but this what, this was, oh yeah, okay. It's not that old. I was going to say, I thought there was an older article. It's only from December 27th, my birthday. Let's see. Uh, they come on the heels of Gallagher's case rising to, the na- to national prominence after President fucking Twitler intervened on Gallagher's behalf, letting him retire with full honors so he can peddle his bullshit and suck up to Trump in Mar-a-Lago in the, in the, the incubator for goddamn bedbugs. Incubator for terrorists, incubator for bedbugs. When the psychopath met the narcissist. It's, we're in Dante's 15,000 circle of hell. This is hell. It really is. This is Republicans destroying America. I've, I, I've said it for years before. I, I never imagined, though, how, how right I would be. I hate to say that. They have surprised me. They really have. Because I never thought they would be this disgusting. But I should have known. Just being a student of history... How people, they want to go along to get along. They like their cushy lives. So when every Republican sucks up to Twitler, even the ones who, Twitler says that their father was responsible, had something to do with the murder of JFK, and calls his wife ugly on the national stage, on the internet, to the world, in front of the whole world. Twitler calls Ted Cruz's wife ugly. And fucking Ted Cruz still has a wife. That's the other thing. They have no shame. Even the fucking dumb bitch who married him. Yeah, I guess you have to be a, a level of shameless that I would never ever 
comprehend to be somebody called a Mrs. Ted Cruz. So, what do I know? But I'm telling you this. Anybody that I was ever with, if somebody said that about, I mean, you, me, or anybody, which could you imagine? It wouldn't even matter if they said that about me. What if they said it about my friend? That's a fucking deal breaker. Some dumb bastard calling, you're, you're going to allow th- this asshole to call anybody ugly? And you're, you're going to still support him. And there you, there you have Ted Cruz on the phone making phone calls for Twitler. Uh, talk about a bunch of cowards. They're all cowards, including Eddie Gallagher. They are, because it takes courage to, to play by the rules. And if you have power, and if someone is dying in your hands, a, a, an ISIS fighter or not, it takes a level of, of a moral center to understand that we are fighting for more than just that, that little battle. Like Washington said, treat them with humanity. Let them have no reason to complain of our brutal copying of the British example. And what did he say here, right? By such conduct, they bring shame, disgrace, and ruin to themselves and their country. That's, a, that's what the father of our country said. But Twitler says otherwise, right? Republicans say otherwise. So who, who are you going to believe? Whose side are you on? You want the filthy, disgusting enemies from within? Or are you on the side of the founder, the founding father? Scums. They really are. Everything Republicans touch dies. Not to mention Twitler. Everything that Trump touches dies. It's not just him. All of them. And now that they have, they're riding Trump, forget it. The, uh, the death is coming quicker and faster. Unbelievable. So here from the Navy Times, <clears throat> excuse me, wait, I need a drink. What motivated fellow SEALs to dime out Eddie Ga- Gallagher? On May 28th, Special Warfare Operation Chief Eddie Gallagher, Edward Eddie Gallagher, will be guided into a courtroom. Inside, this is an article on in, 20, in April of 2019, of course, before Twitler got involved. It will mark a, okay, yes, uh, guided into a courtroom inside Naval Base San Diego will, where he will face a panel of his peers sifting evidence in a war crimes case. It will mark a sea change in the service clandestines in the sea services clandestine and close-knit cadre of seals a secretive and elite military force that rarely testifies against each other well they're all a bunch of deep staters and cowards a whole platoon of cowards how did that happen to eddie gallagher the poor thing especially in war crimes probes attracting international audiences but gallagher faces a long line of seals prepared to provide damning testimony under oath against him. 
One of the members of Gallagher's unit, Alpha Platoon SEAL Team 7, is expected to testify that Gallagher confessed that he killed four women, according to Naval Criminal Investigation Service files and legal records provided to Navy Times. Two other SEAL petty officers told investigators Gallagher bragged about slaying 10 to 20 people a day or 150 to 250 people on deployment. Court documents state, oh, they're all liars and deep staters. And a fellow sniper intends to tell the panel that Gallagher claimed he averaged three kills a day over 80 days, according to legal filings obtained by the Times. So there you go. All of those three kills a day over 80 days, they're not terrorists. We know that. They're, some of them were women and children, civilians, and they'll have relatives and, and uh, people for as far as, as long as we'll be alive that will hate America, thanks to our treatment of them, murdering their family members, sending Ali, Eddie Gallagher to murder them for no good reason, and then inviting them, that fucker, to Mar-a-Lago to dine with the president. With the so-called president. Three other SEALs are slated to say that their platoon chief took random shots, sometimes into buildings where he claimed to have killed someone. One of the SEALs overheard the chief say he was okay with shooting women, quote-unquote, and saw him fire into a crowd of what appeared to be non-combatants multiple times, record state. Well, that's a bunch of liars, right? Liars and deep staters, liberals, bunch of liberal whiners. They, sh- they didn't have enough liberal tears that morning. And still more SEALs say that, they, that they'll tell the panel that Gallagher attempted to cover up these crimes by threatening to murder witnesses and embarking on a campaign to identify the whistleblowers. Well, that sounds familiar. And get them blacklisted. Oh, shit. Something just went off here. Fuck. Can you hear that? Hold on. It's not fucking. Oh. Do you hear that? <laughs> Son of a bitch. I don't know where that's coming from. I gotta find it. What the? It's one of these. Bum, bum, bum. It's an ad. Why is that going on? Do you hear that? <laughs> yes, you do hear it. Why is that going off in my ears? That's really annoying and it scared me. I thought it was Ellie Gallagher coming to get me. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. It was a fucking ad. You know Pete how that Buttigieg's goes. Pete Buttigieg's presidential campaign announced a new oh, contest for drama fundraising. Who can give the Democratic... That's what happened. The fucking hill. I hate that website. And it... That's one of the reasons why, because it has ads that go off like, <sighs> now I had to close all these windows because I couldn't find where, God damn it, that scared the hell out of me. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Let me see. Bum, 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 bum. Wait a minute. I was reading a very interesting article before that. I was rudely interrupted. By bum, 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 bum. Bum, 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 bum. Wait, Navy Times. 
Here we go. Well, getting it back. Bump, 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 bump. Hold on. Dun, dun. Bump, 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 bump. All right, whatever. That can get annoying quickly. Hold on, guys. I should play a video while I'm doing this. While I'm looking this up where I left off. Here is a CNN report on Eddie Gallagher. Members of SEAL Team 7 Alpha Platoon broke their own code of silence in 2018 with their opinions about retired Special Operations Chief Eddie Gallagher and some making accusations that the elite SEAL committed murder and potential war crimes. The guy got crazier and crazier. These are portions of recorded Navy SEAL interviews published by the New York Times, where team members tell investigators their views on the platoon leader. The guy was toxic. Gallagher was acquitted of premeditated murder when a key prosecution witness changed his story and testified under immunity that he caused the prisoner's death, not Gallagher. Did you suffocate him? Yes. Scott described the killing as an act of mercy because he was concerned the boy, a prisoner of Iraqi forces, would be tortured by them. Gallagher was convicted on a charge of taking a photo with a dead ISIS fighter and was then demoted in rank, a decision President Trump reversed allowing the SEAL to retire Ugh, with honor, his face. even after Ugh. Pentagon leaders urged the president Disgusting not to interfere. Mug. Speaking through his attorney, Gallagher told CNN, my first reaction to seeing the videos was surprise and disgust that they would make up blatant lies yeah, about me. Lie. But I quickly realized that they were scared that the truth would come out of how cowardly oh, they you. acted yeah. on deployment. The whole his platoon. defense attorney says the tapes were... The whole platoon, a bunch of cowards, except Eddie Gallagher, the poor little victim. He was just trying to help America. Well, you say, I don't know if you saw, let me just roll this back a little. Oh, no, it's not in this one. There's a, there's a video of Gallagher it, with the ISIS fighter, and one of the, the guys shuts, the, shuts off the camera, the, the helmet camera, because Eddie Gallagher is treating this, this wounded fighter, and just the way he's, he, the, guy, the kid is uh, screaming, and Eddie Gallagher is rolling him around, harshly and without care obviously he didn't give a shit he wasn't trying to help him patients of gallagher killing civilians and other misconduct really you're only seeing one very small slice of the story that's gallagher uh, in, in a way that's you know not reflective of what the ultimate result was thank you very much president trump's determination to reverse the military's punishment of gallagher against the advice of top pentagon officials was so controversial navy secretary richard spencer was ousted the well, chairman a, of the joint chiefs of staff too. insists that discipline and adherence to the laws of war will not suffer we do oh, really? maintain and we will maintain good order and discipline we will Except when a giant, disgusting, orange, grifting, draft-dodging tax cheat sticks his big, filthy Republican nose in our affairs for the sake of Republican media. 
to jerk off some asshole on One America News Network. Not turn into a gang of raping, burning, and pillaging. But some say it's all led to festering bad feelings. So it's this kind of divisiveness that the president's actions have been introduced into the SEAL community, I think, that are the most damaging and will have long-term effects. Of Gallagher they will. met with Trump over the holidays at Mar-a-Lago, and it's possible he will campaign for Trump if asked, those who know him say. Ugh. Disgusting. So, yeah, it's, and it gets grosser by the by the minute and like where is that article now that i found it to finish up okay one of the seals oh yes this is where we left off before the music came up one of the seals overheard the chief say he was okay with shooting women and another saw him fire into a crowd of what appeared to be non-combatants multiple times. Well, that's really a great ambassador for the American people, don't you think? Out there representing us with the flag on his shoulder, really doing us proud, killing civilians and women. That, that really will reverberate around the world that we're fighting for, the, the, the ideals that we're fighting for, right? And still more SEALs say that the panel, uh, say that they'll tell the panel that Gallagher attempted to cover up these alleged crimes by threatening to murder witnesses and embarking on a campaign to identify whistleblowers. Well, there you fucking go. That's your conservative, um, per, you know, he's a conservative poster child. There you go. The whistleblowers, we in this country, we supposedly have protections for whistleblowers because this is a democracy. It's a liberal democracy. We are a nation of laws. And usually you have, a, if you, it's a way of protecting democracy to have whistleblowers come out and, and, and blow the whistle on, on evildoers. Remember the evildoers, the axis of evil? It's, uh, we've traced the axis of evil. It's coming from inside the White House. <sighs> he wanted to get them blacklisted in the special warfare community and ruin their careers. Well, that sounds really conservative. That's the conservative way. The most serious allegation against Gallagher, 39, age 39, whatever. I don't know why they, they always do that, 39, or say your age. 14, 13, 8. I mean, unless it's relevant. What does it matter? He's 39. The most serious allegation against Gallagher, 39. Okay, he's 39. Well, how is that relevant? Okay. To his psychopathy um, is a premeditated murder charge in connection with, stabbing, with the stabbing death of an unarmed and seriously wounded Islamic State fighter near the Iraqi city of Mosul in 2017. That's the video. But this isn't going to be a typical murder case. Investigators found no bodies, so no autopsies were performed. Photographic and video images reviewed by Navy Times seem fragmentary and in inconclusive. Multiple pieces of GoPro footage are missing. Well, that's because they shut the cameras off. And prosecutors say they can't locate them. Of course. Text messages and other digital con conversations involving Gallagher can appear damning at times, but they've been described by the chief supporters as dark humor. 
the talk of rough men who have experienced a great deal of combat. Well, it doesn't help when you have a psychopath on the loose that, who is undermining unit cohesion by being a fucking psychopath. Because some people are actually in there to serve their country. They, they want to go home with dignity. They want to look their loved ones in the eye and know that they serve the country with, with honor. That they're not just let loose like, like a serial killer on the, uh, on the public dole. It's really fucking gross. Let me see. Men who have experienced... The, the, the talk of rough men who have experienced a great deal of combat. Maybe the voice of an exasper, exasperated seal who believes he's being railroaded by accusers and superiors. Yeah. Why would they? What is in it for them? You know what I mean? Why? Why would they? You want to go. You want to do your job. You don't want to make waves. You just want to get through your your mission. You don't want to cause trouble for somebody for no fucking good reason. Why? What is the purpose? Why would you do that? They know the, that you wouldn't just blow the whistle on somebody if it was something that happened one time, you would think, right? Even though we know, I'm sure. You would want people to be like, no, that's fucked up, even if it happened just one time. But they did it because it was an ongoing issue, and it was affecting them all. So what about their, what, their, uh, what they think? No, it's a bunch of deep staters, of course. Analysis of a knife confiscated from Gallagher will only say that it suggests traces of the cells of the Iraqi man, but it can't be linked to any victim. Gallagher's trial ultimately will ask a panel of officers and senior enlisted soldiers to weigh in. Oh, well, Trump over, overruled them all. They all, I mean, what do they have? They, when you have a tax-cheating, draft-dodging con man with a fake university and a vitamin scam to tell them what to do, what, are they, what does it matter? He's... To, in order to get some, some cred with the conservatives. This is how you get cred? Forget the rest of the platoon. It's the, the poor conservative victim who turns right around and markets himself as a victim. This is who the Republicans are. A bunch of scum. Really? No offense to scum, because scum has a purpose. What do these fuckers do? They're not, they're not adding anything to society. They're not elevating society. They are the problem. Let's see. <clears throat> Where was I? One of the SEALs particularly prized by prosecutors because he allegedly was an eyewitness to the murder but he's prepared to go to the brig rather than testify, according to the New York Times. I mean, to the Navy Times. And others have declined to participate in the probe, including a Marine staff sergeant and a pair of Navy Explosive Ordnance Disposal Technicians attached to the platoon during the 2017 deployment. But piecing together all the interviews in mid-2018 and a round of re-interviews in October of the SEALs reveals multiple and sometimes competing reasons for bringing Gallagher's alleged actions to the attentions of superiors. 
Some SEALs wanted to derail Gallagher's advancement to senior chief. Others were angry that he had been recommended for a post-tour Combat Valor Award, an honor they thought he did not deserve. Of course not. Well, give Valor Awards to murderers, okay. That's who we are now. Not that you don't kill in the line of duty, but you're killing civilians and wounded prisoners. This is the stuff of Nazis. This guy was born too late and in the wrong country. But maybe give Republicans time. They're working on it. They'll, they want to bring this fascism over the finish line. Once and for all. Won't Hitler be proud of what he's done? And, well, I know that Putin's proud of what the Republicans have done to this country. Denigrated this country all over the world. Denigrated the military. What do the American people, what, what do other people, when, what do they think of when they see the American soldier anywhere in the world? They're going to say, they're going to look and say, oh, uh, look at the, that, that competent and uh, that, you know, that soldier that we can all look up to. No. You'll be like, oh, get the fuck out of this guy's way. You're going to, you, or you'll be murdered. It's really, it's, it's not good for all of us. Let me see. To Gallagher's legal... All right, whatever, whatever. Where is this? At first, they say the anti-Gallagher campaign by the alleged whistleblowers appeared to, be, to succeed. Gallagher's SEAL Team 7 superiors in California junked the Silver Star application. And he wasn't going to make senior chief before his planned retirement after 20 years of service. If many of the allegations of the witnesses were untrue or embellished, they still worked. That's what they, this is what they're saying, the, the, pro, the defense. Okay, the problem is, this is the, his defense. Once they all get what they wanted, the process doesn't stop. So he's, they're, they're harping on the victim. He's a victim. They all just harped on it. They didn't like him. They didn't want him to make chief, and they de- definitely didn't want him to get his, his award his medal, so they all turned on him because that's what SEALs do, right? That's what a tight unit does. No, no, that's not what they do. They would never do it unless they knew it was a problem. I'm sure they tried to address it internally and it couldn't, it, it had to go to the chain of command. Why would they call him toxic and evil, a psychopath? This is what his platoon mates called him. They lived with him and worked with him. They saw him in action. Gallagher has become an, an outspoken advocate for the president, even meeting with Trump last weekend at Mar-a-Lago. Fucking fuckers. So, yeah, where are we? It's it's disgusting. This is where we are. This is who we are now because of Republicans. This is why you don't put a Republican in charge because they will denigrate whatever they're in charge of. 
they will use it. If it's a position of power, they will abuse that power. If it's a position of trust, they will abuse it. If it's all of the above, they will abuse it. They will disgrace their office. Never, it never ends. From the highest to the lowest, they are unfit. In fact, actually, now that I'm saying this, who is this? I, I got to tell you. Where is it? Hold on. Sorry, guys. Maybe I'll play another video while I'm looking for this because it, it just reminded me of another story, a local story. Here's an MSNBC report on Gallagher while I look for this, this other thing. Gallagher comes on the scene with his medic bag and, and pushes the, the kid down on the ground while he checks him for wounds. Ah! And right then you can see a hand reach up and turn off the helmet cam. So what did you actually see Gallagher do? All of a sudden, Eddie just starts stabbing the dude. I see Eddie laying over him with the knife, sticking into his neck. Did Eddie say anything when he did this, or did he just literally pull out a knife and just start stabbing him? He just pulled out a knife and started stabbing him. How close do you think you were when you saw Gallagher stab him? Me, body, Gallagher. One time, multiple times. It was probably two or three times. Ask quote. The first opportunity outside the courtroom to hear directly from the men of Alpha Platoon SEAL Team 7, whose blistering testimony about their platoon chief was dismissed by President Trump when he upended the military code of justice to protect Chief Gallagher from the punishment. Now, Gallagher was accused of stabbing to death a teenage ISIS fighter who had been wounded by an airstrike and had been detained by the U.S. military in Mosul in 2017. A military court acquitted Gallagher in July of first-degree murder and attempted murder. He was convicted of one relatively minor charge of posing for photos with the dead body of the teenage ISIS fighter. The Navy demoted Gallagher following the conviction. But last month, Donald Trump cleared him of all punishment, restoring his rank, which then allowed him to retire with full honors and led the former Secretary of the Navy, Richard Spencer, to resign. You could argue, and probably persuasively, that the decision to pardon Gallagher in the first place was a, was a political act, uh, mostly to appeal to the president's supporters. But because there was so much opprobrium, both inside and outside the military after that, I thought that the president probably decided to double down which is why he honored Gallagher down in Florida, and just to vindicate his decision uh, to, uh, to pardon Gallagher in the first place, Eamon. Uh, talk to me about the effect that you've, uh, you think Trump has had over the armed forces. Well, you know, in a way, uh, he's been something of a wrecking ball. He's been completely out of step with them on really core national security issues. Should the United States remain and engage an active participant in NATO? Should the United States continue to stand by an ally like South Korea. Instead, he's threatened to pull out of NATO. Uh, he is threatened to pull troops out of South Korea. He's cozied up to dictators like Kim Jong-un. He's cozied up to U.S. adversaries like Vladimir Putin. He's pulled troops uh, out of Syria over the objections of his military in ways that let uh, Kurds who had fought with us be massacred. And now what we see very clearly is he's interfering in the military chain of command on behalf of a war criminal here. Let's be clear. Let's not mince words. Somebody who committed war crimes. Uh, and by doing that, he's sending a message to the military, to all the the other types of troops who might stand up and call out behavior like this, he's saying, don't do that, that I'm actually going to support the people who break the code of conduct that our military depends upon. Well, there you go. Good report. But while I was 
while I was playing that, I wanted to look up the story because I saw it this morning and I made a note of it. And it it typifies everything that Republicans are. Here, it's a local story, but it's getting some traction because it's uh, this Republican, of course, don't drink and drive, Republican leader said. Then he was arrested. So I made the wrong... Oh, it's not New Jersey. It's New York. I thought it was New, New Jersey. I made the wrong decision, said a New York assemblyman who drove his official state vehicle into a ditch near his home on New Year's Eve. A week ago, the top Republican in the New York State Assembly, Brian M. Kolb, published a guest column in the local newspaper warning against the dangers of drunk driving, especially during the holidays. Noting that tragedy can only be one bad decision away. I mean, this is who they are. You understand? Mr. Kolb, 67, personally proved his point days, days later when he was arrested and charged with drinking and driving. <laughs> this is fucking Republicans to a T. All right, Junior, hold on. He's biting the cord. Because, obviously, I, I've... All right, let me just get this focus, This put this cat... Uh, Get down, kid. Okay, here, this is Republicans to a T. Because, I always say, they, instead of getting the help that they desperately need, Republicans inflict their manias on society. So, of course, this is like a closet case. Who talks about how evil gays are, or don't be gay, or hate gay marriage, or whatever. Or votes consistently against... The, the right of two people having the same peepees to form a legal marriage contract. And, sta- and then you find out that they're gay, that they, they find them with, in some truck stop or something. You know what I mean? Because they hate themselves. Instead of getting the help they desperately need, they inflict their manias outwards. I always say, why can't Republicans just get the fucking help they need? Because they're cowards, of course. I had to answer my own question. Why wouldn't they? They're all a bunch of cowards. In order to get help, in order to ask for help, you got to have courage. you got to say, I need help. I'm vulnerable. This, that's nothing wrong with that. It takes courage to seek help. But it's the mark of a typical Republican coward to turn around and point the fingers, project, outwards on what you are accuse everybody else of being exactly what you are so of course when he's writing this column of oh don't drink and drive it's the uh, uh, one tragedy away don't drink it's because he's a fucking drunk he knows he drinks and drives constantly he's lucky that he it hasn't come out sooner that he hasn't hurt anybody let's read his column Brian Cole, drive safely this holiday season. Do as I say, not as I do. As we prepare to revel in the upcoming holiday celebrations. Why didn't he say Christmas? Does he have a war on Christmas that I didn't know about? Is the war on Christmas back? I thought we won the war on Christmas when Twitler was ascended to the throne with baby Jesus at his side and trophy wife number three. But, okay, moving on. 
Many of our holiday traditions, there it goes again. What about Christmas? In, in, involve indulging in spirits. And I'm not talking about the ones that, yeah, the Ouija board or anything. None of that voodoo shit. We want Jesus. We want a giant man on a cloud to come back and put you all, all you unbelievers in hell while the rest of us get mansions on, at Mar-a-Lago. Many of our holiday traditions, especially our New Year's Eve celebrations, he's just, he can't wait. He doesn't wait to New Year's Eve. It's New Year's Eve somewhere in the world, right? <laughs> Involve indulging in spirits. Done safely and in moderation, these can be wonderful holiday experiences. Not that he knows. Cut to Brian Kolb's house where he's drunk and screaming and breaking glass. Who knows? I'm just saying. But it's a perfect segue into the reality of, of who he is. However, tragedy can be only one bad decision away. And this is what he tells himself every time he drinks and he gets behind the wheel and he's like, I can't help it because I'm a drunk. I'm a drunk. I'm an alcoholic. It's only one. His head tells him one thing, but his disease, he can't help it. His disease says, get behind that wheel. You're different. You're better. You'll be fine. Not this time. December is National Drunk and Drugged Driving Prevention Month. And its message is important. Do not operate a vehicle if your ability to do so is impaired. Like, hello? Who the fuck doesn't know this? This is what I'm saying. He's talking to himself. But he has to talk to the rest of us like we're morons. We never heard this before. Anybody who passed the driving test has heard this. We know this. Yet, some people are sick. They have alcoholism. I know. I am an alcoholic. I'm a drug addict. In recovery. One day at a time. So, I get it. But I, that's why I know his thinking. But I would never write an article like this. Do not drink and drug. He is suffering. But he has to tell us all. Because if, if he, he's really is talking to himself. If he tells everybody else, he, it's rules apply to us, not him. This is a Republican. Republicans don't get into government for altruism. They get into government to, like, uh, to feather their own nests. That's it. So, Drunk driving is not only dangerous to the driver, but to, to vehicle passengers, bystanders, and other drivers. Oh, thank you, my lord. We, we get it. Because we are we're not, if you're, if you, it's assumed that if you have a driver's license, you're not in kindergarten anymore. Please consider the ramifications of impaired driving, especially as we prepare to close out 2019, and welcome in a new decade. So, yeah, who, who would publish this anyway? It's not exactly some uh, poetic, some, oh, he doesn't even, I mean, he can't even write good. 
As part of December's Awareness Month, New York State has also embarked on a drive sober or get pulled over enforcement campaign that, well, he, he didn't even have the, the privilege of getting pulled over because he went into a ditch. To, he's very lucky that there were no, no kids in that ditch or passengers. Who knows? Started earlier this month, it runs through January 1st, 2020. According to information from the Special Traffic Operations Program for Driving While Intoxicated, last year alone, <clears throat> excuse me, there were 4,142 arrests for impaired driving. And now there'll be one more. With this number one chief Republican, Brian Kolb, big chief Big kahuna Republican. This year, let's try, you bunch of losers and takers, to get both of these numbers down to zero. Well, he didn't do his part. Ain't that so typical of a Republican? They want all, every, everybody else has to do their part. Not him, though. Don't ask them to pull a fucking hair. For anything, anybody but themselves. You don't drink and drive. You point fingers at you. But while they're guzzling up a storm and beep, beep, everyone out of the way. A Republican coming through. There's always a safe way to get home. There is no excuse for impaired driving. Here in New York, we have taxis. Well, why didn't he call one? He's got enough money. I'm sure he's got a lot of side grifts going on, side hustles, and they ain't Uber. He could have called one of the Ubers. You know, maybe, I'm sure there were a lot of Ubers that night. So many Americans have to work their three uniquely American low-paying jobs. One of them is Uber. They got to drive Ubers. I'm sure that they were sober, too, unlike the Republican we have taxis, ride-sharing services like Uber and Lyft that Republicans love because you have no benefits or job security. You're just a contractor, and if you can't work, you don't get paid, sucker, baba. Better luck next life. Ne- maybe next life become a Republican legislature. Legislator, I mean. Not le- legislature. Not the whole thing. Please use these services. Or a sober, reliable, designated driver when making your way about town. Further, law enforcement in the state has encouraged drivers to download and use the Stop DWI Have a Plan app. Which, clearly, he didn't download. Because, do as I say, not as I do. That's what the Republican Party... well. Along with another motto, I always say that their motto should be, I know you are, but what am I? Or <clears throat> now it's do as I say, not as I do. That's that's perfectly comparable motto, of course. Do as I say, not as I do. And I know you are, but what am I? Trump 2020. By thinking ahead and coming up with a plan before imbibing... He's got a he's got a uh, synonym. He knows how to look up those synonyms. 
Many regrettable situations can be avoided, like getting arrested for driving into a ditch. I mean, did I say that out loud? This is hindsight is twenty twenty. There is much to celebrate this year. Yeah, well, good thing he didn't go there. If you said Trump. Trump. Yes, because we are finally great again. We have soldiers running around killing civilians and going to parties at Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> What's a tongue speaker? What is that? I'm looking at the chat, Stephen Lee. I think you should have a tongue speaker on your program. What does that mean? What is those people who pray like that one? When they feel the spirit, that? I don't know those people. There is much to celebrate this year, and our time with family and friends is to be cherished. You wouldn't want to drink in front of those bitch, my, my bitch wife and then get behind the wheel. She's always giving me lip. Maybe if she didn't give me all that lip, I can have a happy fucking holiday for once. I mean Christmas. Thank God America's great again. And I can drink like a white man. It is my sincerest hope that we can reduce and ultimately eliminate drunk driving tragedies. But he won't do his part, like I say. He won't pull a fucking hair. that unfortunately mar the season. And for too many families, turn a season of cheer into a never-ending nightmare like my bitch life. Nag, 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 nag. Together, by making responsible choices, we can combat these unneeded, avoidable situations and ensure everyone has a safe, happy, and healthy holiday season He's, he's clearly on the wrong side in this war on Christmas. I guess he didn't get the memo. He'll only pull that out when, when it suits him. Because they're full of shit. What do you think? I want to hear from you, he says. Send me your feedback, suggestions, and ideas regarding this or any other issue facing New York State. How about you resign, you hypocritical scum, Republican Trump-sucking dupe? We don't need people who think that they're above the law, who want to tell us what to do, who write the laws, who pass the laws, who want to tell us what to fucking do in a, in a sophomoric article in the local paper, like we're two-year-olds. Do not drink and drive. Hello? How many? Uh, yeah, we get you, honey. There are apps. We got it. We know. We, we weren't born yesterday. If you have a driver's license, that's part of the, the whole process. You cannot be born yesterday. You got to at least be able to read. And I'm sure if you're old enough to drive, you know how to download a goddamn app. Jesus Christ. Send me your feedback. At you can always contact my district office at 315 781 2030. 
and email me at Kolb, that's K-O-L-B-B, at NewYorkAssembly.gov. Find me by searching for Assembly Man, and that's man with an M, capital M, because <laughs> I'm all man. I would never be a gay. Brian Kolb on Facebook, or maybe he's gay. Who knows? I don't know. He's not. At least he's, uh, I'm sure he's not. If he is, he's in the closet. Because <clears throat> that's a Republican way. That's another Republican way, because it takes courage, you see, to be to be to live an authentic life. Republicans that's a that's a hard sell with them. They're too busy making America great by being lying, hypocritical drunks who tell everybody what to do and they're too busy, you know, voting for a con man, admiring a con man, looking up to somebody who has a vitamin scam and a fake university. And saying, that's our standard bearer. Yes, so let's see. Here, Assemblyman Brian Kolb was arrested and charged with misdemeanor driving while intoxicated after a crash on New Year's Eve. Deputies responded to a crash at 10.27 p.m. It wasn't even after midnight. Tuesday in Ontario County, New York, and identified Kolb as the driver of the 2018 GMC Arcadia involved in the incident. No one was injured, and no other vehicles were involved. So he just ran off the road, because that's how fucking drunk he was. Kolb was in a vehicle in a ditch in front of his home when the deputy arrived. Kolb operates... Oh, Kolb cooperated with deputies. The vehicle Kolb was driving is registered in New York State. Kolb failed the field sobriety test and was arrested, Henderson said, while at the Ontario County Jail. Kolb was given a breathalyzer test, which indicated his blood alcohol content was 0.8. Kolb, who was charged with DWI and an unsafe turn, was processed at the Ontario County Jail and is scheduled to appear in court. The sheriff declined to reveal from where Kolb was headed and how far he had traveled. All right, June, you see this cat pushing the mic out of my way? <laughs> now we're sitting on the hands? I need that. I know. In a statement on Wednesday, Kolb acknowledged his arrest. This was a terrible lapse in judgment. Wait, I have to show you this picture. He looks like shit. He didn't even shave. He looks like a disheveled wreck. That's how you celebrate the new year? He looks like a typical asshole. <laughs> if you ask me. I can spot him. Come on, Kolb, where are you? There he is. He looks... He don't look good. He looks unhealthy, unhappy. He looks very not well together. <laughs> uh, why am I laughing? Well, you got to hit bottom first, and then you get help. But clearly, he's a drunk. This is in, I don't know, I'm saying, I'm speculating. 
my psych 101 analysis, this guy's a drunk. He's a functioning alcoholic. There are many of them. I went to college. I was a drug addict and drunk. I got straight A's in college. And I was seriously fucked up. So it doesn't matter. You can be very successful in many ways and still be a functioning alcoholic. And But I always say you don't know how you're not really functioning if you have to drink and do drugs every day. That's not really a functioning lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? So that's sort of a uh, weird description. But there are levels. It doesn't mean anything is, is worse. than It's Park Avenue to Park Bench. Drunk is drunk. So as my one of my favorite so- sober people used to say, Betty was her name. She passed away. She was a matriarch of uh, the sober community. And we all miss her still. So anyway, but that's what she would say. She was a she was a Park Avenue drunk. But drunk is drunk. Like Mr. Kolb, assemblyman Brian Kolb. Kolb made the choice to operate a motor vehicle on the highway in an intoxicated manner, and now he's being held accountable. Henderson said, who's Henderson again? Is he the, I'm trying to find, oh, he's the sheriff. This was a terrible lapse in judgment. One I have urged others not to make. I mean, this is who they are. He got caught in the act of being himself. That's a Republican. He was just being a Republican. I take full responsibility for it. I want to offer sincere apologies to my family, my friends, my colleagues, and the people in the 131 district. I fully recognized the severity of the situation and am profoundly sorry. Please let me keep my cushy job. There is no excuse. My cushy job, making sure you don't have health care, you don't have higher education, you, you get the book thrown at you if you get pulled over for DWI. You know, the cushy, my, my cushy job, being a, being a hypocrite, being a Republican. There is no excuse and no justification for what occurred on Tuesday evening. I made the wrong decision, and I deeply regret it. Yes, you deeply regret it because you got caught. That's, that's it. You're not, you weren't on your way to uh, an AA meeting. You weren't on your way to, to rehab. He wasn't like, guys, I got to take a month off. I need to go to I need to go to this 28-day treatment center. But there you go. And I I have thought of him because of what we're talking about. Republicans are this is them. This is a Republican in a nutshell. I'm I say it all the time, but this is the proof. Again, they proved me right. I wish I was wrong. I really do. That's why I always say it sucks to be right. Because I want to be wrong. I want to be wrong. If, for example, if funneling all the money to the top really did trickle down, I'd be like, great, let's keep doing that. But I'm not wrong. But it doesn't. So it's, it's the difference between Republicans and normal people. I want to be wrong, but they always prove me right. They're not fit. 
He deeply regrets it. I'd like to know this guy's voting record, frankly. Does he deeply regret? I'm sure. Voting to kick people off health care. I'm sure he doesn't deeply regret that. I'm sure he's done it. Does he deeply regret voting for Twitler? Is he a big Twitler supporter? He don't deeply regret that. The whole world deeply regrets it, but not him. They're, they're so conflicted, the, these Republicans. That's what it is. They hate themselves, ultimately, in, down in, deep down inside. They know what frauds they are. That's why it's, oh, they're so, everybody's so picking on them all the time. Wah, wah. Let me see what he says. Uh, okay, Brian, here's an update. Brian Kolb was arrested and charged with misdemeanor drunk driving. Deputies, blah, 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 blah. Somebody was assigned to prosecute. Yates County DA assigned as special prosecutor. Kolb has represented the, 130, the 131st Assembly District since 2000 and has served as the Assembly Minority Leader since 2009, the longest tenured legislative leader in Albany. The district covers all of Ontario County and a portion of Seneca County. Kolb's arrest came five days after he tweeted, there is no excuse for impaired driving this holiday season. The tweet, posted on December 26th, has since been deleted. Why not leave it up there? Do you still think that we shouldn't drink and drive, or should we? I'm so confused right now. What do I do? Is drinking and driving not okay? Is it okay now? He took it down. News of Kolb's arrest prompted at least one assembly colleague and fellow Republican, Kieran Michael Laylor, to call for him to step down from, the assemb- from his assembly post. Oh, well, you know, you got to put up appearances here. GOP LDR Brian Kolb should step down as Assembly Minority Leader. That he hasn't done so already is a disgrace. Well, there's a lot more disgraceful things, I think, that Republicans do. Driving drunk is, is, is a disgrace, but there are many, many more... It's like a disgrace cornucopia of disgraces. (laughs) It's a disgraceful cornucopia of disgrace. It's a plethora of disgrace. We should come up with a name. Like, what what would that be? A group of disgraceful Republicans. Well, they're all disgraceful. A plethora of disgrace is like a, what, you know, like a pride of lions or... That's just called CPAC, I guess. (laughs) it's another word for disgrace a a group of disgrace of all republicans that's i mean it's like hello i repeat myself disgrace for republicans is like military intelligence oh no that's not that's not the same that's things that mean the opposite you know what I'm saying? Not military intelligence. It's sort of like repeating the same thing. I can't remember what that's called. That's why I need a producer. 
and I need your patronage. Yay. Thank you. We always got to put that in there. You guys. Anyway, I think I'm going to wind it down because I don't want to get back into Eddie Gallagher because I, I just am sick of it. So you just saw, I'm looking at the chat. I just saw a Bloomberg ad. No. Where? On TV? Terry Taylor writes, fuck him too. I want to get into him too. Not into him literally, but you know what I'm saying. He's disgusting. They're all gross. And he's part of the problem. This is why we need Bernie. Why these billionaires think that they must save us from the new New Deal. They, mu- they have to save us from having a functioning democracy that works for all. Let me see. Sanders says he has more donors than Trump. Okay. Is that true? I think, he did. I think it's true. Bernie Sanders told supporters that his campaign has more donors than Donald Trump's and predicted he would raise more than a billion if he's the Democratic nominee to challenge the president. That's the truth. The Vermont senator said in an email that his campaign has surpassed 5 million individual donors in the fourth quarter and that he would draw 50 million individual contribution if he's nominated. Yeah, you're goddamn right. Could you imagine if he's the nominee how exciting that will be? How much passion there will be that how many people will be out there knocking on doors and fighting for the the future of this country for a functioning democracy i would love i have to live to see this please somebody i always wondered all the time what it was like to live in a country that had fdr as a president a decent human being that you knew had your back as a worker as somebody who gets up and works for a living, as the majority. And I remember a story, I don't know where I saw it, about FDR when he, when he passed away, and what a tragedy that he died when he did, that he didn't see the end of the war, that he couldn't live to see universal health care, because that was on the agenda. We would have that already, just like they have in England. After World War II, they fought for universal health care in England. It was, now we won the war. We fought fascism. We're still free. And we, we're going to do this together. Now we're going to have a country where you don't have to worry about getting sick where, and going bankrupt. Well, I mean, you still can go sick and go, but you know what I'm saying, though. Go, going bankrupt from getting sick. That's all, that only happens here in the United States of serfs and lords. Like on GoFundMe. I, I actually just Googled that today. GoFundMe. Because I wanted to see how many GoFundMe fundraisers are for health care. And I was not surprised. But on GoFundMe itself, on the site... It actually says, they, they boast about this, we're the leader in online medical fundraising. Can you believe this shit? Let me see if I can show you this. If I do that, can you see that? Yes. Well, you can see the time. This is what I look at. This is your chats. Oh, you can't see that chat. 
You can only see that. Well, on the side is your chat. I could see it. We're the leader in online medical fundraising. Whatever your need, you can get help on GoFundMe. With a free GoFundMe, you can get immediate help with medical bills. Well, ain't that sweet? Unbelievable. One-third of all donations on the popular fundraising site GoFundMe go towards health care costs. That's a disgrace. It really is, and it's nothing to boast about. I, uh, I guess they, that's GoFundMe, whatever, okay. It's unbelievable. Yeah, when patients turn to crowdfunding for medical costs, whoever has the most heart-rending story wins. This is from the New Yorker. It's true. It's like queen for a day, again. You got to be, oh, please, my, my baby is uh, hit the lifetime cap before they hit puberty because we have a shitty insurance plan. Well, that was before ACA. It's all coming back, though. That's what Republicans want. You know, a um, free market. That's your free market. Your money or your life. That's your free you're free to die. Right? Go die. Oh, maybe next time you'll be born to uh, Ivanka. You'll be a beautiful Ivanka baby. One of our babies. You could be on Instagram every other minute. The entire uh, makeover. You can have all these patents. Mommy can leave you. Patents for shitty shoes. and Oh, she's also patented... Voting machines in China. Chinese, right? Is, am I wrong here? Let me see. Ivanka. Voting machine. Patents. You want a, a chill to go up your spine? Did China grant a trademark to Ivanka for voting machines? This is Snopes. Let's see if this is true. It's a mixture. China granted trademarks for multiple products, potentially including voting machines under Ivanka's brand in late 2018. Oh, so it's a mixture. It says, what's true that China granted these trademarks for multiple products, potentially including voting machines? And what's false? Ivanka Trump, who serves as an advisor to her father, President Twitler, shuttered her business in 2018. Oh, okay. So they're saying she got all these patents, but she closed her business, so it doesn't count. Really? It's sort of like how a, uh, you know, a predator lies in wait. She ready to spring and unleash her filthy, crappy shit on the world. Because there's nothing. They, they don't have anything to offer. Ivanka? She's a horrible human being who's not... Hasn't had an original thought in her head her entire life. That's the Trumps. What do they do? They don't bring anything to the table. They're a bunch of grifters who've following grifters who've done it better. Uh, Yeah, Trump is the most epic grifter, but, but he's not original. 
He only played on the divisions that are here. He tickled race's funny bones. He stepped into the fissures of disunity. As Henry Wallace warned us about. VP Henry Wallace. That's, it's, that doesn't make him a great political uh, manipulator or mover and shaker. It does make him... He's just a sociopath. That's all. A, a narcissist, a sociopath, who has no goddamn standards. Right? That's really the theme of the show. No standards. No standards for Eddie Gallagher. No standards for the military. No standards for the legislature. No standards when a Republican, when a Republican comes to town. They got what? They got standards for you, though, you see. They got you. You got to conform to certain standards, not them. Different rules, buddy. God damn it. Anyway, let me see something else. What time is it? Almost, almost time to get unconscious. <clears throat> so, we were talking about the fundraising originally. Bernie, please. That oh, Jesus Christ. Again, the fucking ad. Hill, the hill. I'm sure that scared you too. This freaking ad comes flying out, screaming, yelling at the top of its lungs. So, uh, the hill. I hate the hill. They're the worst, too. Because part of the reason, let me see, like Media Matters did a thing on them, but the, because the hill, uh, it will post stuff on their Twitter feed or whatever. It'll just say, Trump says that such a like he'll just it'll just repeat trump lies or any lie without context it says oh trump says that democrats want to kill your babies and they'll it, it's that's all that it'll say on the hill twitter feed not realizing that you're 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 basically amplifying the propaganda you're giving uh it's like george bush said catapulting the propaganda. So, anyway. In... Andrew Yang's oh, presidential campaign shit. raised... Another ad popping up. Fourth quarter fundraising numbers show enormous sums of money flowing to the insurgents, outsiders with fresh faces in politics, revealing an enduring hunger for disruption in Washington ahead of the 2020 election. President Trump, uh, who I should be, you should call him Twitler, and Senator Bernie Sanders, both of whom have un upended the traditional order in their political parties, appear to be growing stronger heading into 2020. Both candidates are setting new fundraising records with every passing quarter. Well, think about this. When Bernie has how many, five million people donating and all the other candidates across the spectrum. When it gets narrowed down to one, you have the Bernie, the, the passionate Bernie voter, and all the other Democrats will have to jump on board. So we will far surpass Twitler in fundraising. Okay. 
And two new faces on the national scene, South Bend, Indiana, fucking Pete Republican Buttigieg and tech entrepreneur Andrew Yang, have been the biggest surprises in the Democratic primary, outlasting better-known Washington insiders and raising tens of millions of dollars in the run-up to next month's Iowa caucuses. What people are saying with their dollars, not just Democrats, but on the Republican side, too, is that they want someone who will disrupt the system, not just be a part of it. Hello, said Anjuan Seawright, a Democratic strategist in South Carolina. Hello. And if the damn effing Democrats don't heed the warning yet again, we will be... There'll be a lot of there'll be a lot of liberal tears. I'll be drinking them myself. What people are saying, okay, I said that it's easier for candidates to be against something than to be for something. It's quite easy to argue that Washington is is a bad animal. There's a real thirst to restore power back to the people from a grassroots perspective, and that's what you're seeing with the heavy hauls from the outsiders. And Bernie is really not an outsider. He knows how the game is played. He's just playing by his own rules and proving that he can he can beat beat Trump. He can meet Trump squarely without any filthy, disgusting wine cave donations. So when Pete Buttigieg says, oh, I don't want to fight with one arm or hand tied behind my back, then go. who said you had to? Go to the people. Say, okay, I want the smallest donations of, uh, I want five million people to donate you, because he can't do it. That's what he's saying, that he's full of shit. Nobody's asking you to fight with one hand beh- tied behind your back. Just go and do what Bernie does, but you can't do it. That's why. God damn it. The first quarter result for Biden is still a strong number for the former vice president. But the fact is, but the fact that he was outraised by Sanders and Buttigieg underscores the intensity of support for insurgent candidates or for someone who comes out of who comes from outside Washington, which Bernie is a senator for for Christ's sakes. There's nothing more inside than a senator. You know what I mean? So he knows how to win this fight and play this game and play for keeps and leave the country better than he found it. He's in the sunset years. We understand that. But he's he's fighting for us. We're fighting for him. For the ideals. You know what I mean? That's why he has many passionate supporters. It's not just because it's him. It's not him. It's us. This is what we need. He's just the right person at the right time. Former Vice President Joe Biden had his best fundraising quarter so far, taking in $22.7 million in the fourth quarter. But that still left him well behind Sanders, who raised $34.5 million. So, hello. Are they getting the hint? No, they won't. The DLC Democrats will continue to push and will and will he keep having to endure the fucking Pete Buttigieg's and Amy Klobuchar's. Give me a break, Amy Klobuchar. No, is anybody ever hankering for a president Amy Klobuchar? Oh, she's a woman. 
Like, is that matters? It doesn't matter. Oh, yes, okay. Somebody has a uterus? Yeah, um, maybe on the outside. Like, uh, for instance, a gay man. Okay, wonderful. But that's really not the change we, we need. That's not real change, just having somebody who's gay or having somebody who has a uterus. I'm sorry. I know that the media likes to peddle that, that, that uh, angle because we keep hearing how there's now because uh, Castro dropped out and I saw Cory Booker on wherever, I don't know, the corporate media going on about how, how what a tragedy it is that because he's a person who's not white and the Democratic Party is a diverse party and now it's all these white people. But it has, if he had a message that we can all get behind, it, we would be behind him. Doesn't, don't they get it? Anyway. Well, you know what, guys? It's unconscious time. I like getting unconscious. And I, I almost like it as much as I like hanging out with the Tarabuster. Oh, geez. I really do. I can't express it enough. It's, almost, it's weird. <laughs> it's almost to the point of weirdness. How much I, I love you guys. And I don't... I mean, I see you. I just see your names. Maybe one day we can all meet in person. Wouldn't that be great? That would be fun. But in the meantime, you have to become a patron. That's all. And you have to be... What else? Several people... Oh, wounded. shit. There goes the fucking ad again. The hill. I gotta shut these hills. These hill links. You gotta be a patron. You gotta be a... That's it. A good person. A normal person. And maybe we could actually... Could you imagine? Wouldn't that be great? To be celebrating a President Bernie Sanders? Well, thank you, Stephen. I just went on the chat. For your super chat. Mamma mia. Very nice. I appreciate that. I don't want to sound... Stupid, but I appreciate it. Thank you. You guys keep you keep it going. You keep me going. And I wish I could do the show every day. That's the truth. It honestly is. Every day we can hang out. Maybe one day. That's what we're working for. You have to have a goal. Our goal here is to make the show a, a daily show. And then we'll have a special on the weekends. We'll we'll need it. Even if Bernie gets elected. Even if we have a president, Bernie Sanders. Wouldn't that be amazing? We still have a lot to fight for. It's not like we're going to retire. I could visualize it. We could see it. I could see it. It can happen. The corporate media is almost... They're, they're, they're talking like, oh, this might actually happen. Don't count him out. And then I think about Hillary when she was on on um, Howard Stern saying, I hope he doesn't do it again to the nominee. Do it again. Do what again? Try to make it so the nominee will actually win the election? 
do it again. As if he's not a contender. What does she know that we don't? You know what I mean? This is a primary. But anyway, we don't want to rehash it. It's not rehashing 2016. I'm rehashing what what went on at the Howard Stern's interview with her. So, you guys, thank you for your support. And we will eventually have a daily show. I don't know if it will take one year or two years. It might take maybe more than that at the rate we're going. Only because we need to get enough patrons, ultimately, to have a daily show. But I, I look at other liberal talk shows like this show, and I'm like, yeah, they could do it. We could do it, right? It's consistency is the key. And also getting my shit together here with this. Uh, I want to get the phones working. I don't know what's happening. I'm going to have to call Bob Kincaid to help me. Because so, I would like to get the phones going. And then we'll, like some of you have suggested, we can have more guests. And also open the phones and have you guys call in too. So it'll happen. It will happen. Okay. As I always say, we stick together. We win. It's true. We will win. I'm not going anywhere. We will, we're sticking together. That's how you win. It really is. Ultimately, it is persistence. It is never giving up. And I'm not just talking about the show, but in the bigger picture, you don't, you, you win anyway. You do it anyway. You show up anyway. You do the job anyway. You believe anyway. You push anyway. And eventually you win. So we will win. I realize that. I just hope I'm, I, I'm alive to see it. You know? I hope it's in my lifetime and not... Uh, I just hope I'm alive to see it. The work we do means we will win eventually. I just hope I'm around. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying, guys. <sighs> Man. All right. So I will see you guys on Saturday. And uh, in the meantime, thank you. Please uh, become a patron. Share the show. Subscribe. You know, you know what to do. We stick together. We win. My name is Tara Devlin. You guys are great. I really appreciate spending this time with you. And we're going to do it more often, as much as we can. I will see you in a couple of days. Be good. As you always are. That's like asking the sun to shine. So, I'll talk to you soon. <laughs>